Hi everyone, this is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week we are discussing Season 3, Episode 4. One's got class and the other one dies. Welcome back everyone. (laughs) We are just sitting here like, how do we do this? (laughs) What do we say? It's It's been been a while. I know. Um, We're back. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a nice break. We had an, a pretty nice break. Yeah. Just like resetting. There's barely any snow here yet, which is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost finished with Friends season nine. Yeah. And I finished <laughs> the OC and now I'm on season three of Friends. Friends? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. So we're like, you know, trying to binge other things now. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm I mean, just not excited. A lot has changed, but we just needed like a little reset uh, with work and life and things. And I feel like we're coming back on an episode that's not like huge, mm-hmm. but still great. Yeah, Always. good character <laughs> development. I mean, like the the lane in this episode is very manic, manic, and <laughs> manic panic. Yeah, manic. Panic. Panic. <laughs> nice. Love that. Before we get into the episode, let's get into the writer and director. Okay. All right. Our director is Stephen Robman. Okay. All right. We had him before in season two. He did Teach Me Tonight. Okay. Okay. Good episode. Um, so Stephen Robin was born on the 27th of September, 1944. My ex-boyfriend was born on September 27th. So that, is he not a Virgo? Not, he's not, no. I don't know what that is. Me either. I'm so bad at that. It's not Virgo, though. It's a mess. Um, in 1944 in the USA. Okay. He is a director and a producer known for Party of Five, Nowhere Man, Hull High, and he has been married to Kathy Baker since June 2003. You want to know who Kathy Baker is? Because I didn't know offhand. Isn't she an actress? Yes. Yeah. Who is she? She's most... I know her the best for Edward Scissorhands. She's <gasps> the, the Avon lady? She's, she's not the mom. She's the Randy neighbor who, like, oh, wants yeah, to yeah, yeah. Okay. hit it and quit it with mm-hmm. Edward. Yeah. Yep. That's an interesting choice. I don't know if I'd want to hit it and quit it with Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people that do. Yeah, that's true. Um, And our writer is Dan Palladino. Yeah, that's kind of a trend this season. Yes. A lot of Dan and Amy. This is the first one that Amy isn't on. Yeah. So. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well. Let's uh, get right into it, because this episode doesn't offer us, like, a lot of story, per se, but it does give us a lot of character, like, development, personality. Mm -hmm. We kind of see a not-so-great side of Rory and Lorelai. Yeah. And also seeing how Lorelai influences Rory, I think, a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we just are here for Dave Rogowski and lane forever yep (laughs) 
All right. We open with the girls sitting at Luke's diner, which I love since it's been so, so, so long since I've been here. And I and like it when they're there at night. I do, too. It's so it's cozy. A very different vibe. Yes. Yeah. A very cozy vibe. Um, and they are talking about these dreams that Lorelai has been having where she's like Daffy Duck and the bill's getting like blown to the back of her head. And she's like, you'll have to spin my head back around. And well, it's talk- like first because like Luke drops off. He's like dead cow, dead cow. Yes. And she's Which like, I'm like, what a nice way to serve <laughs> <laughs> your food at your restaurant. Like, thanks for ordering this slab of meat. <laughs> Um, yes. And she's like, that was one of my premonitions, dead cows. And as they're getting ready to eat, Lane bursts in and is so excited. And this is the first time that I've really noticed how fast she is talking now too. Mm -hmm. Like they must've like really worked on the diction and the dialogue in between season two and three. Cause she is now like really picking up the pace. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I just love that we're getting all of this dialogue in like three minutes. So much. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm so happy. Like they're recording at the set at the um, music shop and it's going so well because I'm only 30 seconds away from my house and I get home in time to watch TV with my mom and she has no idea that this is going on. And Lorelai is like, oh, so you're lying. She's like, I'm not lying. It's a fib. Because when I lie, I can. it feels like an animal is burrowing in my stomach, and I don't get this feeling. And she's like, mm, no, that's a fib slash lie. And this kind of brings me back to times when Lorelai has had to kind of step in as, like, an actual parental figure to be like, mm, maybe don't do that. Yeah. And I think it's always more common when it's Lane. Because she's like, Lane, you know your mom. Like, mm-hmm. this will not end well. Yep. And it also makes me look even shittier to your mom that <laughs> I am somehow now involved in this. Yeah. Um, but... It sucks, though, for Lorelai, too, because it's like, it's totally healthy and normal that she's doing this. Right. That she's yeah. having a hobby. Yeah. I think it's like a double-edged sword kind of thing with Lorelai, where it's like, I want to support you. Because this is fun and I was trapped as a child, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to get my ass kicked yeah. by, <laughs> by Mrs. Kim. No one does. No. So she comes in, she takes Roy's burger, eats it up, and gets ready to leave. Um, after that, the girls get up to leave. They say bye to Luke, and he's like, uh, bye. Um, when they walk through the door, Shane comes in, like runs through the door. And immediately starts making out with Jess. She's so awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do, too. Right? And, and I picked that outfit, the too. The outfit was so <laughs> cute. Um, and Lorelai's like, that girl's a freak. And it's like, that girl is a teenager. Yeah, Lorelai. I'm pretty sure you probably did very similar things. Mm-hmm. If not more. because You, you did. You she... did have a baby. <laughs> Like, okay, let's not judge too harshly, please. But this moment kind of sets the tone for their, like, emotional reactions to Shane throughout the rest of the episode. And this is where it's interesting because 
so much of the show is like women being women for women together, whatever. And now we're seeing we don't like her. So we're going to say terrible things about her. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of an interesting contrast to what we've seen in other seasons. I mean, we've seen her say things about Sherry and stuff, but I feel like Sherry is a very different situation. Not yeah. that she deserves <clears throat> the heat that she gets, but um, it's there's just a little a bit more. Vibe. Yeah, that's a little bit trickier. It's more personal <clears throat> yes. than this is. This is a teenage girl. Right. Right. And it's Rory didn't do anything so why Mm -hmm. would he wait around for her yeah you know so it's I love him though he's sitting there because I love that shot too um and when they're talking about Lorelai's dreams and Mm -hmm. Lane comes in you can see Jess he's at the the count in the just in the corner reading the book and it's like he knows exactly what he's doing and he's always like meticulously planted somewhere in the diner not working and ignoring Rory yep Mm-hmm. But always making his presence known. Because mm-hmm. I think so he obvious. knows. Yeah. He has to know <laughs> that, like, it's driving her crazy. And I love it. <laughs> I too. love it so much. Because he does, does a good job, like, of not acting like he cares in a way, right. though. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Because we've got really good ones coming up. I but know. I, it's. Nice. This is a great introduction back because we get to see, like, I'm immediately brought back to all of the jealousy and the feelings and the will they won't they with Lorelai and Luke is already kind of present in the episode. And it's just a good yeah. time. And I also like when Lorelai leaves the diner right before Shane busts in, she like says bye to Luke, like, just like how she like turns back and looks at him yeah it's like a long pause yeah it was a moment there yeah i know it's because her eyes like her eyes say it all yeah you know when you see someone attractive you're like oh yeah yeah (laughs) bye luke you're like bye and Uh then (laughs) stare for a minute because you're like when am i gonna see that again you know yeah Yeah. she couldn't help herself no it's so good it's so good our next scene has us at band practice with Lane and Zach and Brian and Dave. And this is our first time really meeting Zach and Brian. And they're playing London Calling by The Clash very quietly. And Zach's like, something's missing. And he complains that they can't really like rock and roll because it's so quiet Lane kind of goes into this whole like spiral thing of like, it can't go above three and a half because if my mom hears it, she'll come looking for me to shield me from the perversion. She tells a story about Kirk having a band called the Kirk Gleason five. And that when they were playing Bohemian Rhapsody, her mom came and like scared them all away. And that Kirk can't listen to queen without tearing up to this day. (laughs) And I just want to know what instrument Kirk played. Probably all of them. True. Like Kirk <laughs> five. Like what? Like he's just a one man band with like the the drum on his back and like the <laughs> harmonica. And, yeah. Um, but they kind of say no. We need to like rent a space in Hartford because this is not working. We can't, you know, make this work. And Zach says that Brian's breathing is louder than the music. And this is kind of when we start to learn that Brian is a little bit of a wiener. And he's like, 
I can't help my deviated septum. All the women in my family and me have it. <laughs> and Lane kind of goes off on the idea of rehearsing in Hartford. And Dane, or excuse me, Dave brings her back outside. And he's like, okay, this is not working. Don't you want to be able to hit both of the symbols? Like, let's figure it out. And it's very clear that he doesn't want to get rid of her. He wants her to stay with the band. And he even says, you're not going to be our Pete Best, which is a reference to the Beatles' original drummer before Ringo. So they're going to try to make it work. She needs to figure out a way now to get into Hartford two to three nights a week. And knowing Lane, that is going to prove to be very difficult. Because mm-hmm. how do you escape Mrs. Kim two to three nights a week? To She's going to have to take a bus. And I just don't foresee that working out for her. I know. But what do you think of the bandmates so far? Um, well, they're okay. Yeah. I, Bryn hates Zach. Okay, yeah. Cause... Hates. Like, the minute he comes on the screen, he's like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I wasn't crazy about him either when I first yeah. m- met him. It is weird for me to see um, Dave after watching the OC mm-hmm. because that's what he left to go do. Um, and after watching that, I'm like, they're the same character. They are. They, mm-hmm. what I it's... love about Adam Brody though, is he plays such a good, like bad guy too, though. What was he a bad guy? Okay. Wait. Okay. The you one... know one. Yeah. I know one, but what's the other one? Like, so promising young woman. Yes. And Jennifer's body. Oh, I did. Which he's know. also in a band. You now you have to watch it. Now I have to watch it. We were just talking. And he's about in a band. That. He's in a band in that movie too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he does not play a bad guy in the OC. He's like a nerdy yeah. son. Yeah. He's Peter Gallagher's son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we do love us some <laughs> Peter Gallagher. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I do love Adam Brody, and I love that he is married to. Blair from Gossip Girl. What a cute couple. I know. Just like teen idols finding their way to each other. (laughs) It's always how it should be. (laughs) I agree. Like Freddie Prince Jr. And Sarah Michelle Gellar. I know. know. It's the three name thing for them. I know. like, you have three names. I have three names. And I just watched the episode that he was on Friends where he's the the Manny. Yeah. 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 So, so good. So good. All right, this next scene is just a kick. It's such a kick. (laughs) Uh, Lane is calling Rory from her, like, closet of hidden treasures. And I love that she has, like, purple lights and a disco ball kind of thing going on in there. And it makes me wonder, like, does Mrs. Kim really never go in the closet? Yeah. Because... I would think she'd be going through Lane's stuff all the time. Totally. But whatever. It makes for a good story. And she says, I think you just need to ask your mom and say, is it okay if I rehearse with a band? And Lane's like, wait, is is that a serious suggestion or what? Because my mom would start waving a crucifix at me. Um, in the middle of their conversation, call waiting happens. And Rory takes the call. It's this woman, Debbie who is a mother from Stars Hollow High, and she needs to talk to Lorelai. 
So Rory goes to give her the phone and she's like, it's Debbie Fincher. And Lorelai's like, um, who? Who? And and Rory keeps like describing what she looks like. She's like, she's Kathy's mom. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I remember Kathy. And she's like, okay, but like, I used to swim in their pool and you would have long talks with her while like we were swimming and stuff. And she's like, "Mm, no. She's like, okay, well, she's like medium height. She has blonde hair. She's like, okay, does she have 10 toes too? Like, and does she breathe? Because (laughs) you've just described 8,000 people. And she's like, well, just take the phone. So she takes the phone she asks Lorelai to come speak at Stars Hollow High because she's such a success and it would be great for the kids to hear success stories from people in the actual town. And she's like, hmm, I don't know. And she's like, oh, please tell me how Kathy is. And as she is talking about Kathy, Lorelai puts down the phone and lets the mom just talk into the distance, talk into the void, I should say. And tells Rory about the situation. And she's like, I think you should do it. Like, toot your own horn. You worked really hard to get here. And I think it's a great opportunity for you. And she picks up the phone again and says, you know what? Sure, I'll do it. And she's like, oh, great. And she's like, thanks so much, Deb. And that woman is like, you rat. You rat. (laughs) You know I hate being called Deb. And it's like, Lorelai goes, You know me, I'm wicked. (laughs) And this woman has like the worst wig on, which is just a theme in this episode, I think, because it almost reminds me of do you remember the really bad wig that Louise had on that one episode? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, What are you doing? (laughs) Well, like, also, too, Lorelai says in that um, thing to when she's talking to Rory, she's like, I don't remember this woman because they all look the same. Yeah. The women. Yeah. So which they comes into all have wigs on. Yeah. So they look similar. But I, I understand that. And she's like, she knows like how to work in customer service because she's like, I don't know what to talk to about this woman. So I'm just going to ask her about her kid and let her just ramble off. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That is, like, the best thing to talk to people about when they have kids. Just talk to them about their kids. Yep. Like, easy, no problem. Like, that's the best part about my job is just talking to people about their kids because mm-hmm. they can go on forever. Yep. And Lorelai's like, all right, I'll do it. Um, is there anyone else that's going to be speaking? Or the lady says, you know, there's someone else. And she's like, I don't know. We've always wanted to have Luke, but we can never quite pin him down. And she's like, oh. No problem. I'll get him to do it. She's like, oh, that'd be great. And then that's it. She's like, oh, it'd be just such a kick if you could get you two together. Yeah. And she says earlier, like, oh, we miss having you around. You were such a kick at all the events. And it's like, <laughs> and what did she say? She's Lorelai's like, oh, well, I'll just kick him and get him going or something yeah. to like get Luke there. <laughs> it's like, oh, Lord. I just, this is exactly how. I would be on the telephone with somebody I don't know. Yeah. And am supposed to know. <laughs> and I'd just be like, thank God this is on the telephone and not in person. Because you can't fake it that well in person. So yeah. it reminds me of a TikTok I saw of this girl. She does prank calls. I don't know if you know her, but no. She called some person and she acted like she knew them. And the person was just went along with it and like just started talking all this like 
exposing so many secrets. It was, oh my it was so funny. I'll just send it to you. I'll find it. Yeah, because I'm like, I've never heard of that person. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like absolutely terrifying. Like this situation, having to talk to somebody and pretend like you remember them and know them. And I just, that is horrible to me. <laughs> I do not like yeah, that. Yeah, it's my worst nightmare. Yeah, same. So we're kind of at now a point where Lane is feeling like she's losing everything. Lorelai is going to speak at this school event and we haven't really seen anything come up with Rory yet. Mm -mm. So it'll get there though. Yep. It'll get there. We have a very small scene here with Lane coming down the stairs and I was telling Elise and I think I've mentioned this in other episodes too, but th those are the same stairs from the prom episode of Friends, which mm -hmm. I just watched recently. And um, even like the scene with Marcel mm -hmm. in the movie, that's filmed on the on the same lot as Stars Hollow. Cute. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to see Luke's diner in the background? <laughs> like, whatever. But Luke's diner before it was Luke's diner. Um, but she's walking down the stairs and she gets to the bottom. She turns the corner and then she runs back and she's like, I can't do this. And then we see this rare moment where she's like convincing herself that she can do it. And I, I don't think we've seen that before, mm -mm. but I also don't feel like we get a lot of these like solo scenes with Lane where she's trying to like hype herself up or do something. It's usually her with other people when we have Lane in a scene. Yeah. And she's, like, telling herself, like, you can do this. Like, just put one foot in front of the other and walk. And her mom comes around the corner and scares the shit out of her. And they end up going into the kitchen. Lane starts doing this spiral thing that she does when she's like, I have an idea for something that I could do. Um, and, you know, it, it would make me happy. And then you would be happy. And, and goes on and on and on. And finally, her mom tells her to sit. And they're going to have tea. And her mom presents her with this pile of college applications. And all of them have been approved by her and Reverend Melman. And that she got rid of all of the schools where the boys and the girls sit together in the cafeteria and refers to those as party schools. And Lane is just like, oh, oh, okay. Like, doesn't really overly react or anything. And... Um, the mom, Mrs. Kim, starts to read the first essay question, which is, if you were to run into Jesus on the street, what three questions would you have for him? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I know. And starts like writing an answer down. And Lane just has this look of complete defeat on her face. Uh, I would too. I know. Mm. And it, it kind of gets to... I know we eventually get to a breaking point with Lane, but at some degree, you have to be able to have the conversation with your mother to be like, I need this. You are taking this away from me. Mm -hmm. And this is something that would bring me a lot of happiness and joy. And I, I always wonder why she doesn't work the angle of like, we could play at like church things mm -hmm. like that's how she works the angle with the men but she never inserts herself into that like dynamic mm -hmm. and i think that would have been an easier way for her to present the idea yeah but i think she's so nervous of telling her because 
if she says no, then it's gonna, it's just gonna, then she's on to her, you True. know? Yeah, then it's like on her radar. And so then it will really take it away from her. Yeah, I didn't consider that. That's a good point. Because it is kind of like a, I'm revealing this part of me mm-hmm. that I've been hiding from you. And now you'll be able to look for all the signs of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so we get this little scene and it it shows us a lot about Lane. I mean, she really doesn't get to have the power to choose. It's all being chosen for her. And is it like, does Mrs. Kim make all of the choices until she's married? Or what is... Oh, she'd always... I think she always wants to helicopter. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of setting up this thing for Lane where she's like, is this just going to be the rest of my life? Am I never going to have the opportunity to choose? And you kind of see that slowly sinking in with her, Mm -hmm. which brings her to a breaking point. Yeah. We are back at the Independence Inn with... Lorelai and Michelle and Lorelai is going through her note cards preparing for this big speech and Luke calls and says he was invited under coercion or he agreed to it under coercion and he does not want to go and she says I you need to go you told me you were gonna go and he said I only said yes because you talked baby talk until I said yes and I I wish we would have seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Like this show does a really great job of doing like the showing or the telling versus showing or, you know what I mean? The Mm -hmm. showing versus telling. This is one of those scenes that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Like same thing with Jess and Rory after the, the Tisket Tasket. Totally. You know, like show me that instead of the phone call. Mm -hmm. I want to see her talk (laughs) like a baby and see him just go insane. But, you know, at the same time, though, it's funny because you can picture it in your head oh, without completely. even seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better than Louis, the Louis Armstrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's, that should not even be allowed. <laughs> I just, I feel for Luke. Because he's like, I don't want to go there. I went there for three years. I have no happy memories. This is That's the last place I want to be. And she's like, you have to do it. Because if you quit, if you cancel now, everyone around town is going to know that you canceled. And they'll be like, look, there goes that Luke, that cancel talker guy. And she's not wrong. Like, if he did cancel, everyone in town would know about it. Mm-hmm. And... At the same time, I also understand not wanting to do that. Yeah, I agree. And he's like, do you want to speak at your old high school? And she's like, well, not all of your facts are wrong. So she clearly wouldn't want to do it either. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of an interesting take from Luke because I never really got the sense that he hated high school. I always thought he was just like, you know, a guy's guy in high school and it was fine. But then I'm like, well, did his mom die while he was in high school? Yeah. You know, are there, is there like some trauma related to being in high school that we don't know about with Luke's character? And Mm -hmm. I want more of that. Like, I want to know why. 
Or is am I just like digging for things that don't exist? <laughs> I don't know? know. I could see him not liking high school, like Jess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he did well. Yeah, he did fine for himself. So that's why it I'm seems like... like he did well in high school too. Right. So <clears throat> like what's the And tea? He, didn't he beat up Kirk? Yeah. Didn't he beat up Boots Bootsy? Yeah, Bootsy. In first grade. <laughs> like ruined his project or something just stupid but i i don't know if it's like he doesn't want to be associated with high school version of himself because he feels so differently now or he's just just, not a nostalgic or no that's very true he can be i think but he just isn't in general he's very practical i think his nostalgia is for people yeah not things Mm -hmm. like i know people who loved high school and would go back in a heartbeat you could not pay me (laughs) you could not pay me maybe you could pay me if it was a lot of money but i just i wouldn't mind doing high school now as like if i had like the confidence that i do now like Drew Barrymore, never been kissed style, or like, <laughs> where I or fall like, in love with my English teacher yeah. and has a, some kind of questionable relationship. I never realized how questionable that was until I was like an adult Me too. watching that, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's like this what is wrong? But I loved that movie. I still love that movie. Know, the so Denominators. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Clearly, he does not want to do this. She really wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to do this alone. Please come with me. Like, you can see that this is like a support system. Like, I'm going to lean on you so you can lean on me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do this because I'll be there. And I just, I love it. I want more of it. But it's too early. <laughs> So, yeah. Yep. We are now in Stars Hollow with Lane having, like, a mega manic meltdown about losing control of her life and how she's not sure how she's ever going to escape this. And she is, like, unraveling and power walking through the entire town. And Rory's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And Lane marches right into the Stars Hollow beauty supply And goes straight to the hair dye. And she says, I'm going to dye my hair. Just, I don't know what color, but I'm going to change my hair. And Rory's like, you're going to walk around with a hood on the rest of your life? Or how are you going to hide this? And she's like, I'm not going to hide it. My mom's just going to have to embrace this. This is the new me. And she starts going through colors and she's like, should I do pink? And then she's like, I can't do pink because that's too pink and too kelly osborne and to gwen stefani and how about blue and rory's like no blue wouldn't be good on your skin tone so they decide to do purple and she's like don't forget to get some bleach and when rory comes up to check out it's shane and she gets this look on her face like okay well like shane has a look on her face too when she sees rory Mm -hmm. so -hmm. she must know something Well, here's the thing. Or send something. I think Shane is a lot smarter than they are giving her credit for. Mm -hmm. And there's no way you couldn't sense something 
between Rory and Jess. Yeah. Because Shane is being used as a pawn in the whole thing. And she does pick up on it eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so this is you. This is what he wants instead of me. Mm -hmm. What's, what's the deal? Like, what's your vibe? Why is it you over me? Yeah. And I'm sure she sees her in this like Chilton uniform and she's like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Like, what is this? And Lane's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like staring at Shane and Shane's like, do you need something? (laughs) And Rory's like, yeah, um, I was just wondering if there's a money back guarantee, like if her hair all falls out. And Lane's like, uh, you're kind of putting a damper on my independence here, Rory. And she's like, yeah, if your hair falls out, we'll get you a money back guarantee. But I'm like, the attitude I think started because when Lane said she had exact change, mm-hmm. the girl was like super. Yeah, she's like, snot. A snot about it. And I think you saw that minute where like Rory's eyes like narrowed. She was mm-hmm. like, don't you dare make fun of my friend. <laughs> and... I get, like, sticking up for your friend, but that had ulterior motives mm-hmm. to it. So it's like, okay, Rory, whatever. <laughs> but that's not the last of it. No. Because we see more of that shortly. But what I was going to ask is, did you ever, like, change your hair because of, like, a life-changing event or because you were frustrated or mad or you just were like, I need something different. Oh yeah. I dyed my hair so much as a teenager. Well, you had purple hair, right? At yeah. one point. But well, that was in twice. Once was an accident in high school and it turned out it an was accident. Yes. Uh, it was so bad. The purple was so bad. I looked like an Easter egg. It was terrible. I don't know. I got one of those box dyes, you know? Mm. And then, yeah, years later in like my early thirties, I did I dyed my hair purple for a play, and I shaved my part of my head for that play too. You did? Yeah, my right side. Oh, my oh gosh, yeah, I I've, didn't know that. Yeah, I used to bleach my hair. I totally rock like the Shane well, color for a long you, time. You had like bleach blonde. Yeah. hair. I yeah. think that was for the play because probably. Yeah. But I haven't dyed my hair since then. Oh man! And then when I left the witnesses, I cut all my hair off. I would have done that, too. I cut it all off. It was like an inch long. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I, re- I relate to I relate to late. <laughs> yeah, I totally. But those days are gone. I'm done with dyeing my hair. Good for you. <laughs> it's an expensive thing to upkeep. It is. I, so my mom. I know, I want me... highlights, though. I just told you last night one. Highlights, highlights like... are harmless. Like Jennifer Aniston. But... You should get highlights. I love highlights. <laughs> How about you? Um, so when I went to private school, obviously I couldn't have like outlandish colors. Yeah. But I did start dyeing my hair red in junior high. Mm-hmm. So I've been a redhead since then. But um, in the middle of COVID, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> and I bleached my hair and dyed it pink. Mm-hmm. And it was like 
a seafoam green at one point and it was blue and purple and just kind of like went through this weird actually it was before covid like right yeah it's not say because i remember i remember seeing the pictures but we weren't like like super close friends yet right yeah so it must have been before i COVID. always liked it though i was like cool i know i was <laughs> like i'm doing this i've always wanted to and then i just went back to regular red redhead yeah because mm-hmm. i was like this is me yeah but it was fun while it lasted but my hair hated the bleach it's oh it's like, terrible yeah it's so my bad. hair has never recovered i know yeah that's why i'm like when they do this with lane i'm like man her hair would be fried oh completely like when she freaks yeah we can talk about yeah. it when we get there but like <laughs> it's yeah not a good feeling especially with her hair being that dark yeah and it's... never having color before yeah yeah no it's Every time I cut my hair, I, it feels, like, transformative. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, think to myself, do people ever get a drastic haircut and not feel like their life is falling apart? <laughs> because I just, every time I cut my hair really short or something, I'm like, okay, I'm starting fresh. Like, this is the new me. This is how I'm going to live my life. <laughs> and then it's like everything is like on fire in the background yeah yeah <laughs> that's just i don't know i don't know people who like stably get their hair <laughs> short and drastic <laughs> like that i feel like if you're gonna chop all your hair off it's because something something happened, happened yeah, yeah. Or totally is about to happen mm-hmm. yeah there's no like calm way to do that yeah it's just a very I like that they did it in this episode because it's very like something a lot of people do. A lot of women do. Yeah. And like teenagers. Like it's a harmless thing. Because my my niece is super into dyeing her hair now. Yeah. And we, you know, I've been buying box dyes for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I miss like exploring like that. But now like my hair lady is like, please do not do box dye <laughs> and when covid happened i was like what do you mean no box dye like i have gray hair showing and she's yeah. like just hold out a little bit longer <laughs> it's like crying uh, yeah but i think dye- hair dyeing is like such a teenage rite of passage yes like dye your hair figure it out it'll be great yeah yeah it's not the end of the world if it turns out bad right exactly All right, Lorelai's come to pick up Luke and he is still serving food and she's like, you're not ready. And he takes off the apron. He's like, all right, I'm ready. And she says, no way. And like basically pushes him up the stairs to change. And Jess is in there reading a book, I say with air quotations. And she's going through his clothes, picks out a Jimmy Buffett shirt. And she's like, oh, my God. You like Jimmy Buffett? And he's like, I've only been to a few of his shows. And she's like, oh, my God. You're you're a Buffett Buffett head? (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. I I think he died just this last year, didn't he? he Yeah. yeah. Have you ever eaten at Margaritaville? No, uh, but we went to Mall of America for my niece's birthday in September. And I was like, oh. And he had just, like, passed. Yeah. So. And I saw it. I've been there twice. Mm-hmm. I've been to the one in Illinois, and then I went to the one in Jamaica. 
Really? And to eat at Margaritaville in Jamaica, it feels like very... I'm American, please, like, don't do anything to me. Like, <laughs> it just didn't feel right. But it's, like, fine if you need American food when you're out of the country. Like, whatever. <laughs> but um, he's, like, she pulls out a shirt and she says, this one will do. And he goes into the bathroom to change. And she's, like, "I, you can change out here. And he's, like, I'd be more comfortable in here. She's like, I've seen you at the lake, like, without your shirt on. She Jess... totally wanted to see him without his shirt on. Yeah. And Jess goes, have you seen him lately, though? Because he's really let himself go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and as they're sitting there, he kind of, like, looks off, which I never noticed before. But he, like, looks, like, off towards the closet. And Lorelai notices him do this. And they kind of make eye contact, and she's like, okay. And Luke comes out dressed. They're talking. They walk out of the room and close the door. And she's like, uh, by the way, Jess has a girl in the closet. And Luke's like, what? And he goes, yep, there's a girl in the closet. But we're, we got to go. We're really pip, pip. late. Yep, pip, pip. <laughs> we're late. And they are off. So he clearly had Shane in the closet. Or he didn't have Shane in the closet because Shane is at the beauty store. Because this is all happening at the same time, isn't it? No, I think she was there. Because later on he says that she was the one that wanted to go in the closet. Does he say that it's Shane? Yeah. I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll have to listen. I don't know. If he's got a different girl, that's... Well, because if this is this is coinciding with her coloring her hair, mm-hmm. like I feel like these are happening at they yeah. are happening at the same time because we see Lane mm-hmm. running around Town Square. Maybe in the she background. had like a break and she wanted to make Maybe. out. Maybe I mean, if I had a break, I'd definitely be. At... I'd definitely be there making out. Let's. Just... I had one note for this um, yes. scene when Luke is wearing that flannel and he's like, "I'm wearing this flannel. I've closed many a deals." Many a deal, yeah, in this flannel, and I put. <laughs> just, I know what's coming, Luke. You have another deal to close over here in that flannel, and that's all I wanted to say. Uh, I no, love I that flannel. It. No, it's a good flannel. The blue one is one of my favorite ones. I love it. I think. It's funny that he says that because he does say the only time he ever wears a tie is when he goes to the bank. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what kind of deals are you closing with yeah. that flannel? I'm telling you, the all the right kind of deals. All the best <laughs> deals are closed with the flannel. Yep. We have now entered phase one of the Lane Kim Extreme Makeover Edition, and they're getting ready to bleach her hair. Now, if you have never bleached your hair before, it can sting. Mm-hmm. And I have learned to just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, pain is beauty. That's what I think about my grandmother telling me pain is beauty, which is such a horrible thing to, like, instill in a child. But here we are. <laughs> and clearly using, like, a shaving cream in place of bleach because that is the fluffiest bleach I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And Rory has no idea what she's doing. 
because she's just putting it right on that top layer, mm-hmm. not even sectioning it out. But I guess that's authentic. Like Rory doesn't know how to do hair. Yeah. So why would she know? It but, would just be so patchy. Oh, it would look just like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be good. So she is doing this to her hair and Lane is spiraling because she says it feels like her head is on fire and she's trying to distract herself by thinking about Vin Diesel and like puppies and Ace Ventura and all of these different topics come up. And finally, she's like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, it's so hot. I can't figure out what to do. And Rory says, well, this one girl said, if your head is hot from bleach, you should drink a seven up. And she's like, we don't have 7-Up. We have salad water, which I just looked up. Apparently is like a very real thing. It sounds so gross. It just, yeah, it doesn't sound delicious. So Lane settles on running around town instead to cool her head off with bleach on it. Because her mother's not going to see her running around or people aren't going to be like, why is Lane running around with bleach on her hair yeah (laughs) but you know whatever so rory cracks a window and lane starts running but she's committed she doesn't want to wash it off because she says then they'll just have to start over and she really wants this to happen so here we are she (laughs) wants that control however she's gonna get it All right, we are with Lorelai and Luke. They're at the school with Debbie, who's just (laughs) a kick. And she's thanking them for coming. She's so excited to have them there. And she's talking about how funny Lorelai is. And she's like, oh, don't you remember when we did the book fair and you said that thing to the old man? I'll never forget it. And she's telling her what it is. And Lorelai is like trying to copy what she's saying. But Lorelai has no freaking clue what's happening and she's like oh you do remember and Lorelai's like yeah I sure told him and they like have this cheap laugh at it and she's like okay well once the vice principal is done talking I'll come out and get you and she's like okay and Lorelai is gonna go first so as she is in the hallway talking she's like are you sure it's okay I go first Luke says Yeah, because I'm hoping you yak so much they can't even get to me. Which, you know, could be likely. Mm -hmm. And she's looking at this trophy case and she's like, oh my god. And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, nothing, Butch. And we find out that Luke was called Butch in high school. And I think that's so gross. (laughs) I know. Why? Like, what is that name? (laughs) Oh my god. So he was on like the track team and it's like a picture of him in his letterman's jacket and um, like him getting ready to race. And he's like, don't they need to ask my permission? This should be illegal. (laughs) And she's like, no, what's illegal are those shorts in that tank top. And he's like, I hate it here. I don't want to be here. And... She's going through car her cards, her note cards for the event. And he's like, you prepared stuff for this? And she's like, well, yeah, I need to know what to say. And he's like, well, I'm just going to say I order the food, I cook the food, I serve the food, and then I get to refill people's coffee if they want it. 
And you can tell to her this is a big deal. Like, people are finding her successful, and that's a new feeling for her. Where with Luke, he's just like, who cares? I'm just here for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I think she wanted it to be Luke because he's someone else that would celebrate her success. Mm -hmm. Where, like, if it was just anybody else off the street, like, they wouldn't care in the same way that Luke would. Yeah. And that ends up backfiring a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Once we get to the actual (laughs) conversation. But um, it's a good build up because it's he clearly doesn't like it there and he harbors bad feelings. So she's like trying to support him through that while he's there to support her through what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. We are back with Rory and Lane. We're doing like this back and forth thing and I forgot to mention yeah (laughs) I forgot to mention like the best part of the last scene is Lorelai looks out the front doors of the school and sees Lane running around the town square with bleach in her hair with bleach in her hair and doesn't even bat an eye yeah she's just just like huh okay and keeps going (laughs) and uh if that doesn't say enough what will uh for Lorelai though now or no now we're with Rory and Lane for Rory and Lane, they're sitting back in the bathroom. Her hair is, like, bronze yellow, mm-hmm. which, like, that seems realistic. And it looks real yeah. at this point. But she has, like, this weird headband thing on. And I don't know if it was because the wig was too big for her head. Mm-hmm. So they made it look like she was wearing a headband to kind of, like, help. Or if it was to, like, keep the dye out of her face. I have no idea. But it looks weird. Um, but she's now putting the purple color in. This looks like real hair dye at this point. And they start talking about Dave. And she's like, I didn't tell the band that I was dyeing my hair. And Rory says, you didn't even tell Dave? And she's like, I said I didn't tell the band. And Rory's like, but Dave is different. And she kind of coaxes Lane into accepting that this is love. She says, like, I think I'm in love with him. And she's like, every time I hear his name, I get butterflies. When I call him, I get butterflies. And she's like, it's my first love. Wow. It's like what you and Dean have. And Rory gets this look on her face of complete guilt, I think. Mm -hmm. And she's like, right. Yeah. And she's like, but you love Dean and Dean loves you back. And we don't know if that's what I have. Yet. She had that look on her face cause she was relating, but she wasn't thinking of Dean. She was thinking of Jess. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, that is of, yeah, absolutely. Cause I think she is now starting to realize that it's like, is it really Dean mm-hmm. or is it this other person that I think there's things there for, but I haven't been able to like, act on them Mm -hmm. and I wonder too if like Lane expressing how she loves that her and Dave have all of these things in common and that she really loves that about him is kind of like oh I have a lot more stuff in common with Jess than I Mm -hmm. do with Dean maybe that is something I need to explore yeah because 
I would imagine, well, we've talked about this at length. Like, what the hell do Dean and Rory even talk about? Because, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't read the same books as her. They don't listen to the same music, really. He wants a stay-at-home wife, and that's not what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where is this going? <laughs> but I, I think, she, yeah, it's just that she was talking about getting excited when, you know, she did, even hearing his phone ring or mm-hmm. hearing his name in class. And it's not even about, it's not even his name. It's someone right. else named Dave. Yeah. And she gets shaky. Mm-hmm. Which and, makes you think like, were they planting Jess in all of those scenes prior to like build up to this? Like mm-hmm. every time she sees Jess, she does look over at him. Yeah. So it's like, they're trying to kind of mimic this or mirror these feelings mm-hmm. between Lane and Dave and Jess and Rory. Also, speaking of mirroring. We love a good mirroring. Okay, so I love Rory and Orange. Yeah. And this is very similar to Lazy, Crazy, Hazy, whatever that episode is. Oh, yeah. Where she's talking to Paris and she's doing Paris's hair for her date. Yeah. She's wearing orange in that too. Oh, it's really cool. It's like every every time she's like transforming somebody in her life, she's wearing the color orange. Orange? I don't know. It's just cool because it was just like a couple episodes before that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I love. I just love her in orange. I think she She looks great in orange. And with this high pony, she Mm -hmm. looks like the original Barbie. She does. It's so cute. Yeah, she's so cute. I know. I know. Did you see the recent pictures of her? She was America Ferreira was nominated for this award. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw them. And yep. the Sisterhood of the Traveling yep. Pants all got yep. together, and she looks amazing. She does. They like, all looked really great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I was like, you go, Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Very like Rory era mm-hmm. still. I think. Oh totally. Yeah. But. So now she's dyeing her hair purple. We're almost at the end of the process. And Lorelai is about to go in and speak. So let's watch this deliciously awkward episode moment. <laughs> All right. Have you, you've watched The Office, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this moment feels like equivalent to Scott's tots. The episode where he promises all of those kids lap or to pay their college tuition if they graduate and then he has to go there and say that like he can't pay for their college tuition (laughs) that's what this feels like like it has very similar like cringy vibes where you're like oh god so Lorelai goes up to give her presentation she starts talking and immediately a student raises their hand and she's like are you um Rory's mom and she's like yeah and then she's like okay that's it all right great and then like keeps talking and then the questions are like didn't you have her when you were 16 did you drop out of school after you had her you don't regret having her though right and like all it just like keeps spiraling and spiraling and Lorelai is getting more and more uncomfortable because it's kind of like a double-edged sword moment where you're like I don't regret having Rory. Like, I love Rory, but timing is everything. And Mm -hmm. then another girl's like, what do you mean about timing being everything? And it's like, like shut up. (laughs) 
there's nothing she can say that's like I'm like I can't be like I regret it you know right yeah because then she's like you know these are all really important questions and I would love to take you for a cup of coffee and and then she looks over at this Deb and she's like "Mm." but Deb should have like Range her students in. Yes, absolutely. We don't ask like these personal questions where let's focus on the subject at hand. Like you're scolding an adult Mm -hmm. instead of a classroom full of children where you could have been like, all right, that's not what Mrs. Miss Gilmore came here to talk about today. Like, let's let her do her presentation. Instead, she's like, let's move this along, (laughs) Lorelai. And I just want to be like, bitch. But part whatever. of you like wonders, like, was she, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I know. It's like, did she do that on purpose? Yeah. You basically set her up. I'm sorry, but like what teenager is not going to ask about that? Because that is something that's like, what do you do mm-hmm. if that happens? And part of me also wonders if the girls that were asking are girls that could very well be sexually active in high school mm-hmm. and they're like what do we do if this happens to yeah. us are there adults in their lives that are telling them what to do if this does happen probably not no not usually so they're like you know what i see this opportunity for what it could be <laughs> and i'm gonna ask those questions well also i just pulled up that one girl did you recognize her the one with the braids yeah yeah ricky lindholm she's been in a lot she's just most recently in the wednesday series she's like the therapist in it oh interesting i didn't yeah. watch that yeah did but, you watch that uh, i did yeah okay. i actually i don't think i finished it yet though. It, it wasn't like <laughs> on my radar at yeah, the same time as everyone else yeah it's not you know it's whatever i mean i understand why people like it though yeah but no she's been in a lot of things like my crazy ex-girlfriend did you see that one that's good yeah i loved that show yeah, yeah she's in some episodes of buffy but i can't remember which on pushing daisies and stuff so i thought it was kind of oh, yeah, cool she's in a lot though. yeah okay yeah she did look familiar yeah she's got that face where you're like oh, mm-hmm. i've seen her a million times i think it's her eyes that mm-hmm. looked familiar to me but as this is all happening, like, Luke's face is just, like, I can't. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, this is great. I've never seen you so uncomfortable. And now you have to, like, weasel your way out of this. It's kind of like, you thought this was going to be so great, and I was right, and you were wrong. Yep. Yeah. And... I think, too, like, a part of it is endearing. I think he finds it endearing because he's, like, she's not hiding who she is Mm -hmm. when she's talking to these kids. And I think that's very commendable because she could have been, like, I don't think it's good to get pregnant, you know, as a teenager or whatever. And, you know, if I could have done things differently, she didn't say any of that. Yeah. She was very honest. Like, I love my daughter. Like, do I regret how things happened? No. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't do things the way I did. Yeah. And I think that's a very honest way to communicate mm-hmm. with high school students. I mean, and children in general. Just be honest. Yeah. And part of me thinks that maybe she should come and talk to a sex ed class instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I do feel for her because she was so excited. Yeah. And that just bombed fast. Mm-hmm. But I think you make a good point. Deb, 
should have stepped in yeah and done something instead she sat in the corner with that crappy wig and judged <laughs> Lorelai instead yeah it was just like I feel like she didn't do it like that on purpose but then when she doesn't step in and she's judging her it kind of felt like it I don't know I just don't Oh. Right. It's weird. Well, and then it also makes me wonder, did these parents not feel comfortable with Lorelai coming to talk to the class? Like, did they say, like, oh, that's that Lorelai Gilmore who had her daughter at 16? And oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to get her to... In... You... Oh, why they choose her when yeah. she... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she started as a maid and had to work her way up, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, like, maybe these parents are like that, too. Because I would imagine she probably didn't start off successful when Rory was in school with these kids. Mm-hmm. She was still probably a maid yeah. and then working her way up. Mm-hmm. Like, she only recently became, like, a manager or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that these kids seem to know all of this stuff about... Because I can't imagine Rory's going around being like, yeah, my mom had me when she was 16. You mm-hmm. know? So they're hearing it from somewhere. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, maybe parents weren't on board with Lorelai presenting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe they should have had Butch go first. <laughs> and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> All right, Lane's hair is purple. It looks like a really bad wig, but purple hair, fun for her. Proud of her for trying something different. And they hear, she's like, take a picture, take a picture. They take a picture and they hear the bells ring on the door. And Rory's like, I think that's your mom. This is it. This is your big moment. And Lane freezes. And Rory's like, you're turning white. Are you okay? And she's like, I can't do this. You have to go back by the hair color. I can't do it. She's like, okay. And so she gets ready to go downstairs and she's like, you can't go that way. Because if my mom sees you, then she'll come looking for me. So Rory has to exit through the roof. (laughs) Not through the roof, the window. Through the window. Yeah, not through the roof. She's not like blasting off through the roof. That'd be pretty incredible. Um, so she gets out the window and she's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So she's got, a, I'm guessing that she's got a system. Well, but, doesn't, didn't she go and visit Lane? She's visited Lane yeah, outside. I think so too. I think through the tree or something. Yeah. Um, so she goes into the store, the beauty supply store, and Shane is on the phone clearly with Jess because she's talking about how she left something there and he's not really looking for it and it's okay she'll just buy a new one and when Rory puts together that she's talking to Jess on the phone she gets real snippy Mm -hmm. and she grabs the die comes to the counter and she's like excuse me excuse me and the girl's like okay hold on and just sets the phone down doesn't hang up the poor girl is like can I help you and she's like yeah and gives her the hair dye she checks it out whatever 
Rory kind of goes off on this tangent because she's like, can you hurry up? Yeah. She's like, I'm growing a beard here. <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> And the girl's like unfreaking believable. And Rory's like, yeah, the service here is unfreaking believable. And I know for a fact that that phone call wasn't not a business call. And the poor girl was saying that she was feeling bloaty on the phone. And Rory's like, by the way, bloaty is not a word. It's bloated or bloat, but not bloaty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, that's fascinating. And she goes, I bet it is because for you, watching ice is fascinating. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I get it. You're jealous. But like, do we need to come for the girl's intelligence? I know. It's hard. Well, she she also said an opportunity because you can tell that Jess is on the phone with her and True. says, bloaty's not a word. Because she's like, yeah, it's so a word. People say a word and that's how it becomes a word. Yeah. And then other people say it. So it's like Rory, I don't know. It's kind of like (laughs) she's making the same argument so Mm -hmm. he knows that it's her. Yeah. It's like she's being like super loud just mm -hmm. in case if he is still on the phone and hasn't hung up. Right. Yeah. He would hear her. Yeah. I think he Embarrassing. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed as Shane, but then I'd also be embarrassed as Rory. I would be super embarrassed as Rory. Like, I've said mean stuff to people and been like, sorry, that is not me, and I am so sorry. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, it's just bad news. So, I I don't know. I've had girls be vicious to me like that in high school, and it sucks. Yeah, completely. And you're doing nothing. It's like, who are you? Well, yeah, that's why I think Shane is just like, I have done nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dating this guy who you clearly like, but it's that age-old story of, like, it's always the woman's fault. And it's yeah. like, no, he's the one using you as a pawn. Mm-hmm. Like, she is not, she has nothing to do in this no. situation. And I like that she's bitchy back to her. Yeah, she needs to be. <laughs> Because, like, that's enough. Yeah. And I think Rory's like, well, my mom called her a freak in front of her, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to derail completely. Yeah. And I think the only way Rory knows how to attack her is her intelligence. Yeah. Because she can't really say much else. No, because she's gorgeous, so. Yeah. Well, and I think because Rory can be like, I am smarter than you. Yeah. And she, you know, is. Yeah. Yeah. But right. that doesn't really matter. No. You don't have any class at this moment. No. That was not a good look. I think even Emily would have been like, we don't say things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> bad. Trashy. Very, very trashy. All right. Lorelai and Luke are walking through town. Lorelai is clearly embarrassed. Luke is just laughing his ass off basically at what just happened. And as they are walking, they are being approached by this army of blonde white women. Soccer moms. Very unhappy. (laughs) And they do all look very similar to one another. And they express how unhappy they are with what happened today. And 
they said, you know, why didn't you change the subject? And Lorelai was like, I kept trying to change the subject, but they didn't want to listen to the other, you know, things I had to say. And she's like, it wasn't like I was throwing condoms in the air and, and telling them to have sex. And one of the moms goes, well, you might as well have. And she's like, you know what? The next time I will bring condoms and I'll bring a banana and I'll show them how to do it. And they're like, what kind of mother are you? She's like the kind of mother that doesn't gloss over things just because they're difficult. Yeah. And I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. She stood up to them. She then says, you know, what's criminal that you all have the same crappy hairdresser. (laughs) And the one mom in the back is just like, and Luke's like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's like, I think you can handle this. Yeah. He just walks away. <laughs> and I just, what pisses me off is that you invited her to speak at this thing and you don't even help her out when you see it completely derailing. Yeah. Like. And she's... then you go and tell everyone. Right. That yeah. she bombed. It's like, Yeah. I just, people are shitty. Um, So we cut now to Luke and even Jess sees it happening because he's like, what's happening down there? So she's clearly still there arguing with these women. And I, I need to mention too that she says at the beginning, like she's going to go sit at Sardi's and wait for the, um, what is it called? Wait for the review, the Times, the New York Times review of of her performance. And I'll mention why that's important later. But um, so Jess sees this happening and he's like, what's going on down there? And Luke's like, I don't know. And Luke's kind of like looking all around the apartment and he opens the closet and Jess is like, are you looking for monsters? And he's like, did you have a girl up here earlier? No. And he's like, because Lorelai said that you had a girl in the closet. Is that true? And he goes, yeah. And Luke's like, you can't just be pushing girls into closets. And he said, no, Shane heard you coming and freaked out. So she went in there voluntarily. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So there is something weird with time. Because she must have like gone on a break or something. Went there and made out and then went back. Mm Mm-hmm. But she had different clothes on, didn't she, when they went back? Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's weird. So she must have changed. Yeah, I think maybe the time isn't lining up lining up there, which is nothing new on this show, truly. <laughs> um, but he says he doesn't even know her last name. He's like, eh, she probably mentioned it like once, but I didn't really care. And he's like, you can't treat women like that. You can't treat women like dirt. And he's like, well, for your information, she treats me like dirt right back. So we have a very symbiotic thing going on right now. And Luke is really frustrated and says, you you could find somebody that cares about you. And this is what like sends Jess out of control and he says the women the women that i care about don't care about me they don't give a damn about me is what he says Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to sit around here like a golden retriever and wait for them to notice me and luke's like what are you talking about he goes you fix anybody's porch lately 
Did you go to a school and, and talk about your job with someone? And Luke tells him to shut up, mm-hmm. which I, we haven't heard <clears throat> Luke say before. So clearly Jess is hitting a nerve, hitting a nerve. Yeah. He's found the nerve and he just keeps going at it. He's like, I'm not just going to like be like that and then hope that they're going to fall into my arms. Like, yeah. screw that. I'm not going to wait around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And I think it's, it's this nerve that he's found out. I don't think it's that he does like Lorelai and isn't doing anything about it. I think yeah. it's that it's obvious to other people yeah. that he doesn't like. And that it's obvious to Jess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jess is like, I'm not going to take your advice. Look at, right. you don't even have the woman that you care about. Right. Yeah. That got me, it's got you nowhere. It's not going to get me nowhere. Right. Yeah. And to think they still don't date for like an entire season. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, we're really uh, amping up the <laughs> feel sorry for me business or will yeah. they, won't they crap. But yeah, so Jess grabs his coat, storms off, and he says, I'll get you a new leash on my way up <laughs> um, before I come back. I was like, oh, you little shit. <laughs> so that's where that ended. But I think it's it's good for Jess to call him out. Mm-hmm. Especially if Luke's going to call him out for stuff, yeah. too. And but, it's nice, too, we get to see as an audience, he does, he just admitted that he likes Rory. Mm-hmm. It's and that, that she's upset yeah. that she doesn't like him back. Yeah. So he thinks. Yes. Yeah. Which I think also tells the audience that Shane, he basically said she's a pawn. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just using each other. Yeah. And... He doesn't specify that he's using her to make Rory jealous. Mm -hmm. Just that, like, she's, you know, filling up a need or a fix or whatever. And it's like, I get it. You're a teenager. Like. It's just like he wants to. Mess around with somebody. Scratch his nails on something. Yeah, totally. Um, So, here we are. (laughs) Poor Luke, man. Being called a golden retriever. Yikes. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> I had to. I'm so sorry. No, it's, it's been good. too long. It's been it's been too long. Exactly. All right, we have reached the end with Lane and Rory talking about how now she technically still has dyed hair because she dyed it back to its natural color. And Lane says that, you know, she still feels like this is a victory and they need to come up with a plan. Lorelai finds them. They show Lorelai the Polaroid of Lane and she's like, wow, you're so cool. You're insane. And I just love like Lorelai hyping Lane up, even (laughs) though she ended up dying it back. And the only reason it really came up is because Lorelai said Lane's hair looked different. Mm -hmm. And Lane was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why does it look different? And, they share like this cute moment and I, I just love that they can always trust that Lorelai will like hype them up for like the harmless things that they yeah. do. And at that point, Lane runs off and Lorelai starts to tell her about her day and, and giving this speech in front of the class and how it absolutely derailed into like craziness. And that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty short and sweet scene. 
but and she doesn't want to go to Luke's. She wants, yeah, to, go to, she wants to go to Al's, and I wonder if that's because she doesn't want Rory to hear Luke's rendition of the day. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention. Can you tell it's been a while since we've done this? Because I'm yeah. like, and, 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 and <laughs> uh, we pass Jess and Shane. Yep. Yes. And Shane turns around and she's like, that girl's a freak. And then Full circle. Yeah. Yep, full circle. So it's interesting because the timing from when Lorelai says that from the beginning of the episode is roughly about the same time that she says that to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So it really is like. A very full circle moment. Yeah. And Rory says, it's just been a really long day. So this episode technically happened over the course of one day. But with many outfit changes. Many outfit changes. I mean, <laughs> wow. And why? Yeah. Why I kind of change? change a lot. I mean, I change from like jeans into like soft clothes, I call them, when yeah. I get home, like yeah. comfy clothes. But like... I'm not changing my outfit. Like at work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Shane changing her shirt and like she had three different outfits on today. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And Rory changed. Yeah, she did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And Lane. And Lane. And. Maybe because they were in a die. Maybe they're, you know. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. I don't know. It's just sometimes the time consistency on this show is a little off. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like, we can appreciate it for what it yeah. is. But... It's if you overthink it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, if I was watching this just, like, normally, I wouldn't even think about yeah. that. But the fact that we're, like, analyzing it, I'm like, wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. And did you notice when Jess walked by, he really, like, plowed through him Rory and yeah. Lane. Like, get out of my way. <laughs> I don't even want to look at you. So, someone's feeling sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to get into our town hall and our trivia mm-hmm. and then our favorite pop culture reference. All right, here we go. We call this town meeting to order. All right, back to town hall. Welcome, everyone. It's been so long since we've had a town hall. Um, So let's touch on really quick. What did you think about the writing and directing for this episode? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, standard. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Dan episode without a Nazi reference. (laughs) And it came in right in the last, like, five minutes of the episode. Um. I did like how they filmed that last little moment with Rory and Lorelai where we're walking like with them mm-hmm. because it's not very often that they will film where, you know, like we don't see them. They like hide behind like the light post, but we just keep following mm-hmm. like it's a continuous shot rather than like now we're going to turn the camera and just follow them. I, that makes it feel more like documentary-ish to me which doesn't really like fit for what they're doing for the show but I like when they make like little subtle changes Mm -hmm. like that Um, but like writing wise it's Dan so it's going to be consistent with what everyone else is Mm -hmm. doing but he did do a lot of great like character development I think 
in this episode. But yeah. directing wise, it was not like super consistent. <laughs> but that's, you know, whatever yeah. at this point. That was a cute episode. Yeah, it's like a fun one. It's a light one to come back to, mm-hmm. especially because like the next ones coming up are really amping it up to yeah. the dance marathon. So we're yeah. like kind of in that like slow burn phase mm-hmm. right now, which is a good place to be in after a break, I think. Yeah. Like I do really want to see Dean what's going on with that. Yeah. But I know. I know. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I've seen him like lurking. L- lurking in the corner. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where's Rory? Jess? Rory. Yeah. That I'm whole feelings. thing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but for the writing and directing, pretty standard yep. business. Mm-hmm. Uh, trivia questions? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to... I just, you know, pulled a few out of nowhere in my head. So, oh, some okay. of these are easy. Okay. So just... That's good, because I haven't been watching. So, now I'm like... Yeah. I'm going to be really rusty. Okay. What is the karaoke song in episode 19, season 7, that Lorelai sings? It's a love song. Mm-hmm. Is it a Whitney Houston song? No. But, wait, no, it is a Whitney Houston song, but it's not her who sings it. She does a different version of that song. Is it the Dolly Parton one that yes. she sings? The I Will Always Love You? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Good. I love Good that job. moment. Yes. That's like the one moment in season seven where I'm I go, like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whitney Houston's like most popular song. Okay. But Dolly, that's when I knew I was like, yeah. oh, it's the Dolly Parton one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying? You love that. You love I just that. love that scene because yeah. when she gets all teary eyed and mm-hmm. he walks in and sees her singing. It. So dramatic. It's so dramatic, but it's good. It's I love good. Love it. What is the color of Lorelai's nightgown in the dream sequence opening season Pink. two? Okay. What is Christopher Christopher's parents' names? <gasps> oh, my God. I don't know. Um because I hate them so much. And we we also laughed about his name a lot. Oh my god, we did. We had a nickname for him. Yeah, well, okay, give me a clue. What does his name start with? An S. S. Oh my gosh. I remember us, like, making yeah. fun of it so much. I know, I totally forgot it too. I had to look it up. Is it... I want to say, like, do something. No, strobe. Oh, strobe. strobe. That's right. Strobe. <laughs> strobe and Francine. And Francine. Okay, I would have never guessed Francine. What is Kirk's band's name? Kirk Gleason er, and the Five? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kirk Gleason's Five. Oh, Kirk Gleason's Five. Okay, how many children does Jackson want with uh, Suki? He wants... Is it four and four or five and five? Four and four years. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. Yes. Someone is Randy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Last question. How much money does Luke borrow to Lorelai for the hotel? Is it 30,000? Yes. Yes. That's ding, 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 ding. Yes. That's that parent one was hard. Yeah. You were really testing me with that. Yeah, I'm. I got other ones in my head that I'm like, I'm gonna have to like look them up. But yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. When you said there's like a trivia box, set yeah, or something. I I found it on Amazon, so it's on my Amazon list of next things to buy. I mean, yeah. It has 200 questions. I'm a little worried they're gonna be like super easy. Like, what's true. the theme song? You know. Oh, true. Yeah. But we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, without further ado, let us dive into our pop culture. Mm-hmm. So, my favorite reference, I have to pull up my notes here. Uh, my favorite reference was um, Sardi's. That she makes at the end. So that's why I like made a point to go back and talk about it. Because I was like, you're about to talk about this. So you need to make sure that you bring it up. (laughs) Um, So for those of you that don't know, Sardi's is a restaurant in the theater district of New York City. And it was founded by Vincent Sardi Sr. and his wife, Jenny, I think it's Palera. Um, And it first opened in 1927. They have caricatures of all the Broadway stars on the walls. Oh, cool. So that's kind of like what they're known for. Mm -hmm. Um, He died in 1969 and the restaurant kind of declined in the 80s. But it's now reopened since then with like new staff and whatever. It's considered an institution in Broadway theater. It's a place where a lot of people will hang out before or after seeing a Broadway show. Um, there's been like lots of parodies of it. Like um, Bryn and I really enjoy The Critic, which is a cartoon of John Lovitz. It's from like the late 90s. And he always eats at a restaurant that's mm-hmm. similar to Sardi's. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, it's like a dream destination to go to. Yeah, kind of. And um, when we did the producers... Michael, who's been on the show, his character Leo sings about how he, when he becomes a producer, he wants to eat at Sardi's every day because that's like the big place to go in that time period. Mm-hmm. So just like something that's a little relevant to like our recent life, but also something that would be really fun to experience one day as well. Totally. So yeah. Cool. I had mine. no idea about that, any yeah. of that. Yeah. Kind of like a little theater you know, wrapping it in there. But mm-hmm. um, they they do, like, in the past, that's where people would wait until, like, the reviews came out. So that's why Lorelai says, like, I'm going to wait at yeah. Sardi's until the New York Times yeah. gives me my review, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. She's so clever. I know. I know. So let's hear it. What's okay. Yours? I have mine. It's when Rory's dying Lane's hair. Okay. And she's trying to distract distract her and she goes i got a package and then lang goes what she's like oh jim carrey from ace ventura i have never seen ace ventura what yeah excuse me i know and my nephew was ace ventura for halloween cute and the tutu (laughs) yeah yeah that is so cute yeah ace ventura is a movie a comedy ace ventura the pet or pet detective is made in 1994 Starring Jim Carrey. Is this like, now this is what <clears throat> put him like on the map, right? Like movie wise? I mean, basically. Because he, yeah. he was in Kids in, like, in the Hall, right? Or yeah, Kids Are All Right? And Peggy Sue got married and okay. things like that. But okay. I feel like this is really what took this and Dumb and Dumber. But True. Um, yeah, you got to see it. It's so funny. It, I, it like, is literally, it is, I don't know. I think it's super funny. So I kind of grew up more with, like, Robin Williams as, Mm -hmm. like, the pinnacle of, like, my childhood humor. Sure. But, like, the only movie that I... There's, like, two movies that I love with him. Liar, Liar. Mm Mm-hmm. And The Grinch. Okay. See, those ones are my, like... More of my, like... "Mm, Yeah. Take it or leave it. Right. 
totally. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, mine's, like, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, we quote, uh, I don't like Dumb and Dumber. Really? Too much bathroom humor or what? No, I love bathroom humor. Okay. Well, the new Nicolas Cage movie, Dream Sequence, is supposed to have a ton in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I read the reviews on Letterboxd the other day. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I... Those are the two that I, like, really love. Uh-huh. And I think it's just, I think it's the story of Liar Liar that I love. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just the Grinch. Yes. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. But. Totally. Yeah, Ace Ventura I never saw, but Bryn loves it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So. The I love that like, he has, like, a scene it. in it where he, like, you know, is screaming and he's opening the patio door. And then, like. He's like, oh, and stops it when it like shuts and you can't hear him anymore. And then it opens back up and he's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm okay. totally butchering this over <laughs> a podcast. <clears throat> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to have like a Jim Carrey podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, talk about it. Right after have our Bill seen... Paxton one. Yeah. Have you seen the woman, the female comedian who looks just like him? Like who? Like, like but... Jim Carrey. Oh, no. Oh my gosh, she's a lesbian comedian. Mm-hmm. Could be his twin. Oh my gosh. And jokes about it all the time. I'll have to look <laughs> it up before you go. But yeah, so love that. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Yeah. That's a good Pet one. Detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of good references, like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Kelly Osborne was like at the height of her nepotism, like yeah. riding the music <laughs> wave of her father. Mm-hmm. I think the first single she had was Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. Which like very relevant to Gilmore Girls. Does she still do like E stuff? I think so. Okay. I think, is she? No, Sharon's the one that's on The View. Yeah. I think so. But they have a podcast. The family does. Oh, weird. And it's like, I loved watching The Osbournes. I watched it too. So I'm like, maybe I'd like the podcast, but I have way too many podcasts to listen to. I know. I'm so behind on like all my podcasts. I know. Me too. So I'm like trying to get back into the groove. And now you can all get back in the groove with us and we can be a part of your Monday again. I'm so Um, happy to be back. I know. It feels good. It feels like, you know, riding a bike. (laughs) Where we lead, you can follow us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on all major social media platforms linked in the description below. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for season three, episode five. Eight o'clock at the Oasis. And remember, life's short. Talk fast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Two, three. Where the la la's. Just kidding. <laughs>